UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we're going to have to discuss the loss of Michigan by a score of 14-10 to 10 to the Michigan State Spartans. Um, lots of stuff to talk about in this game. Uh, the uh, miserable play of the Wolverines, the monsoon, um, Mark D'Antonio actually smiling. Uh, well, Andy, what did you think of that one? Well, I was embarrassed and disappointed with the play of Michigan's offense in the game. The defense did a little better, but they let out two first-half TDs that actually were all the scoring that was necessary to win the game. Uh, it seemed to me that Michigan wasn't prepared, that they were flat. Maybe the bye week had something to do with it. But they just didn't have the enthusiasm that they had shown, for instance, against Purdue. And it just wasn't their night. The Spartans played better, earned the win, deserved to win. Um, Michigan just didn't have what it takes offensively. All those sacks, TFLs, what was it, five and four, each on those, uh, that offensive line was a sieve. The running back seemed to find her holes and did a pretty good job running the ball, but they didn't do a pretty good job blocking. So it was just uh, utterly disappointing, and in my opinion, probably the worst loss that Harbaugh has had while he has been at Michigan. Well, there's no doubt about that. I think, you know, one thing that struck me watching the game is that what was surprising was that we didn't see a lot of improvement from some of the same problems we've seen all year. I mean, we've we've talked about how the offensive line has struggled and looked pretty bad against, uh, you know, not real stiff competition. I think one of the things that I think we, we assumed coming in is that Michigan State was, you know, had such a tough year last year and such a tumultuous off season that I think we expected Michigan State to be in a little more, at least I did, a little more chaos. And they really seemed to have right have righted the ship. And, and you know that they were going to be ready for this game. You know, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned that perhaps Michigan wasn't as prepared or as steady. I mean, what really struck me is that, that you know, the word I was thinking is that Michigan State was game. I mean, they were not intimidated by Michigan's defense. They came in understanding that, you know, they were going to be playing in a hostile environment. They were really getting after it. And, you know, I was watching the, you know, again, I'm there watching the first half. And I remarked to somebody, I said, you know, this is really a, a really good game. It's better than what we anticipated because, really, they had Michigan's defense back on their heels for for a bit there. And it was interesting to see because Don Brown had the defense huddled around him and they were drawing things out and they were diagramming plays. They were really trying to get, you know, to get a handle on what Michigan State was doing to them. And then... You know, really, okay, Michigan State scored two touchdowns, which, you know, again, it, it, it seemed worse at the time because it, it looked like it wasn't going to stop. But then, you know, the defense kind of clamped down. 
So I, I have no problem with, with Michigan's defense, okay? Yeah, me either. It's not the problem. 14 points should be enough. If you can hold any team to 14 points, that should be enough. If anything, you know, I remarked at the end of the game, you know, with, as time was, was starting to become a factor, I said, well, hopefully the defense can get two safeties and take this to overtime and get another safety to win because the offense was just just, just horrible. So, so, but back to, back to my point, I mean, we came in, we knew the offensive line had issues, and, and we saw that. And Michigan State really, you know, uh, took advantage of it. And quarterback play has been spotty pretty much all year. And, and what I took away from watching John O'Corn yesterday, Andy, was that, you know, there was a reason Spade had been the starter. You know, he wasn't being out. He probably, yeah, I mean, he wasn't being he wasn't being outplayed in practice. I mean, now I give you know I want to give Horcorn a little bit of of you know credit or a little bit of I guess understanding. Um, I don't know what that play calling was. You know, he he said in the post game he's just there to run the plays that are handed down. Um, I thought. For me, this, uh, there were, I had a lot of concerns looking at the offensive game plan in the second half. What do you think? Well, you, you have to consider five turnovers, and the offense made five big errors. No team in the world can win when you turn the ball over like that. It uh, kills drives. It kills your uh, um, enthusiasm. And they weren't helped at all by the rain. The rain was not the reason. The monsoon was not the reason that they lost the game. But they are a heavy second-half team. And I think they were inhibited a bit in their offense because they were behind and had to pass. So I think that hurts them a little bit for their usual second-half production both on offense and defense. But all in all, it just wasn't their night. As much as I don't like D'Antonio, and I don't like him, I don't like his personality. I'm glad he doesn't represent my school. But he's doing a hell of a job coaching against Michigan. What is that, 7 out of 10 in the past 10 years? Well, and I I have to say, I think that probably... um, the win this year, I mean, again, he, he's not real talkative, and, and he, he, he doesn't, you know, let, the, uh, let his defenses down too often. But i got to believe that this was one of the sweetest victories in the rivalry for him. Um, it has to be. With all it the, has to be. Yeah, with all the off-season drama and how bad they looked last year and with Harbaugh kind of eclipsing uh, all the media attention, um, for D'Antonio to come in and, and engineer this win. Again, you know, we've talked about this before. I, I'm not a big fan. I think he's a really good coach. Um, I, I, I don't like his demeanor. You know, again, I, I'm glad he's not representing us. But, uh, again, the guy can coach, and this is probably one of his best, um, you know, coaching accomplishments that, that I've seen from him. You know, you know the thing that, that struck me is, okay, the monsoon was not the deciding factor here, but it was it was sauce for the goose, um, and and it was interesting to see. Uh, and, but but again, I come back to so Andy. I, I don't know how it looked on television, but it was to the point there that you had trouble seeing across the field 
from sideline to sideline, forget from end zone to end zone. And you have our, our old corn back there, you know, flinging the ball around. I just, you know, very rarely do I, I always like to, well, okay. I give the professional coaches no more than us, okay? I, you know, again, especially a coach like Coach Harbaugh, who's had success, you know, at every level that he's coached at. But watching that second half um, game plan, it, it was like they were completely oblivious to the turnovers. It was like they were completely oblivious to the weather. And it's like that they had the whole second half scripted with no uh, appreciation of, of the conditions or, or what was going on in the game. Well, obviously they couldn't score, and obviously they played to their detriment with those five uh, things. The two running backs uh, making great gains, McKeon and the running back Isaac making great gains and then having the ball uh, knocked out of their possession downfield. That had happened to Isaac before in a game this year, and uh, that's good training on the part of Michigan State. They seem to be very adept. On the other hand, our defense wasn't able to get any any uh, balls like that. It wasn't able to do the same thing. They seemed more tentative than they did against Purdue, like they were playing lights out. I, I don't know if I don't know if the, the the bye week really helped them because they weren't any better schooled than they had been previously in the year in the bye week, and this obviously was their worst game so far this year, and we can only hope that it is their worst game this year because neither Michigan or Michigan State look to me to be very good football teams during this game. Their defenses were good, but their offenses struggled. Michigan State's was better than ours, but not by a whole lot. Well, one of the things, too, is, you know, you saw, it's interesting to me because as bad as O'Korn was, as much as he struggled, you know, he brings the team down on that last drive and you have McDoom drop the ball wide open. I mean, wide open. And, and then, you know, before that, you had Michigan State on their on their drive, you know, drop the ball and then still pick it up and run for the first down. So you really, I, I had the impression, Andy, that it was just one of those days where everything was going to go wrong. Um, and, and again. Well, it, it certainly did, but the coaching staff is there to prevent that kind of thing. That team didn't seem ready. It didn't seem to have the arsenal of plays that it needed. The two shades into the end zone. Uh, the two consecutive passes there, I think it was, uh, kind of boggled my mind. Why do they keep doing that when it keeps not working this year? Well, and, and what gets me is you had, uh, you know, you had some running backs who were who were, you know, seemed like they had it going on, and you know they seem to be rotating. Um, you know, and listen, you, you know I like Chris Evans as a player. But um, you know, Karen Hickman was 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 doing good, and then yes. and then they kept, it was like they kept rotating. And Ty Isaac, now I understand that Ty Isaac allegedly is is the best uh, running back in pass protection, but 
you know, especially when the weather got bad, it seemed like that's the time that you you go to your ground game. Um, and and again, I, I just I really um, you know you, you don't know when we're going to get the story on this. You know, if it's going to be in the off season or a couple weeks from now, but. You know, where do you lay the blame for the play calling at? And, and then, you know, t- speaking of like the the uh, ball protection, you know, we've lost we've lost a lot of balls on the ground this year. Again, not against great teams. So you yep. kind of want to, you know, you want to kind of ask Jay Harbaugh what's going on at the running back position. You know, you know, again, stuff happens. It just seems like lots of stuff is happening that, um, you know, I'm really not used to seeing. And uh, I'll tell you, it was interesting to see the the, the post game because Khalid, Khalid Hill was in there with John O'Corn, and you know, to his credit, John O'Corn, uh, you know, took the blame. He said, "Listen, we gotta we gotta run the plays that are sent down. I didn't get it done. You know, he took responsibility." But you know, Khalid Hill looked really unhappy. I mean, and I think. For, you know, I've heard among the uh, the internet, uh, you know, bluebirds that this team just doesn't understand the rivalry and they don't get it. And you know, you saw the players on the sideline just devastated after the game. This is not what they expected. This is not what they wanted. Um, and, and you know, at a certain point, you know, Andy, there are two teams playing this game. They both want to win. And, and as much as it pains me to say it. Michigan State got it done. I mean, they looked like... No, they, they certainly did. That, As we had said previously in this podcast, that was one of Antonio's best games against Michigan that that has been. It, it seemed to me during that game, I, I got a little bit flashbacks. It almost seemed like there was a Brady Holker, Rich Rodriguez team out there at times. And it, that wasn't that wasn't a solid feeling. You know what reminded me of was the one game back in the 80s where Michigan turned the ball over seven times and still had a chance to win. Um, and again, again, if you have, if you, again, if you have five turnovers, it should not even be close. And, and you know, Coach Harbaugh said that in the in the post game. He's, you know, what's the story of the game? Uh, you can't turn the ball over that much. Too many turnovers. And that's exactly. And yet, they're still in it. And again, we can debate whether Michigan State. Um, you know, decided to to, to pull the, the horns in and, and not, you know, try to score anymore and, you know, not want to get in a bad situation with uh, with the way the weather conditions, you know, uh, developed. But again, as, you know, as O'Corn said, both teams played in it. And um, again, 14 to 10, you know, and, and, and Andy, I, I've said this. I mean, I, I've said this, I know on these previous podcasts, and I've said it to people in person. I don't think there's a team that can score more than two or three touchdowns on our defense this year on, on a long field, okay? Now, you know, again, if you turn the ball over on the 20, you know, a couple of times, you know, they're going to give up some scores. But I really think straight up this team's not going to give up more than two or three touchdowns on their defense. Their defense is really good. That's exactly what we yeah, saw, clear. right? But right. – but conversely, I say I don't know if our offense can score more than two or three touchdowns. And and what we saw yesterday is, you know, what we saw in the game is that the offense is struggling mightily. And, you know, you talked about flashes of Rich Rodriguez or, or Brady Hoke. 
the thing that I'm kind of surprised by is that, um, you know, Coach Harbaugh is, is an offensive guy. I mean, he's a former quarterback. He, he you know, I, I think that's the side of the, of the ball that he leans towards. So the defense is locked down. Don Brown's got that taken care of. The offense looks lost right now. Absolutely. Yeah, and and the team that's been throwing us a team as, as an offense to make turnovers of one kind or another all year. And those three interceptions at a critical time in the game is a killer. Nobody can survive that kind of turnover all the time. You have to hand it to Michigan State. I think we're analyzing this on a bit, uh, on a wrong basis. We're trying to analyze this game on the basis of the technique of football and that kind of thing. And I think the I think the real problem there is emotional. Michigan was not up for it and is dedicated for it. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, it's going to be a real long season because right now, I mean, and again, you know, looking at what we're seeing right now, Penn State's going to be a real tough game. Wisconsin's going to be a real tough game. Ohio State's going to be a real tough game. I mean, the team I saw lose to Michigan State may be a three or four loss team, and that is not where we thought we would be in year three. That's right. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, they, uh, the prospects for the University of Michigan football team do not look as bright as they did before this Michigan State game because you've got to take cognizance of how they look, and they just didn't look good. Their offense is struggling. Where are the points going to come? Where are they going to get points against Indiana for, in instance? Indiana's going to score some points uh, through their aerial game probably. They've been doing it all year. And uh, maybe we can hold them, maybe we can't, but we've never won a 62 to 63 to 60 game with us offense. It just, it just isn't there. It isn't that good. Well, Andy, the larger question is, do you think that the honeymoon's over for, for Coach Harbaugh now? Was this the That's loss it. that has finally taken the, uh, the bloom off the rose, so to speak? Absolutely not. He's going to have to lose more and worse than this, more often and worse than this. Well, uh, this year, and he's going to get another year. Nobody's going to throw Harbaugh out. Oh, no, no. Okay, Andy, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is that he's had carte blanche um, to pretty much do and uh, say whatever he wants. And people, and again, I think back to the Ohio State game last year, that afterwards it was, you know, people took his word that it was the officials who screwed Michigan over, and there was very little criticism of of how they executed in the fourth quarter and in overtime. And, and I just yes, wonder, I just wonder now, you know, after this game, because, again, it's not that they lost. You know, and I've said, you know, I pretty much say this, you know, often, it's how you lose, okay? That's this, right. this isn't this well, isn't a super premium Michigan State team and a, a battle of titans here, okay? This is not that's not what we're seeing here. This is you, you pretty much. You I'll know, tell you what I think will hurt even more than losses and even more than this kind of loss 
I think one important thing that Harbaugh is lacking that he has not achieved in this in his tenure at Michigan yet is he doesn't have that signature win. A great big win over a team that is more favored and higher ranked than they are that gets them a pathway to something like a Big Ten championship or uh, uh, the playoffs or whatever. But he just hasn't been able to grab the golden ring as far as signature wins yet. And I think that hurt both Rodriguez and Hope when they, too, couldn't grab the brass ring and didn't have any of those. Well, Hope had one sort of in his first year, a couple of them, but uh, he did win a nice bowl. But uh, Harbaugh's there for a good long time, and... When we look at it, Michigan really doesn't have the hard times that a lot of other programs have at this time. They have good institutional control. They are recruiting well. For the most part, they are rising. But it seems strange that a group of coaches that are that good can't motivate, motivate their team to play better than a Michigan State team that is just getting up and was down for the con last year. It's interesting well, and disappointing. And that's a good point. I think uh, the next couple of weeks will uh, tell an interesting tale of this season, how, how they're able to come back. Because like you said, Indiana has a reputation for putting up points. And uh, looming right. on the horizon is Penn State, which would really like to... Uh, answer last year's thumping they took at the hands of Michigan. You're right. They're going to show no mercy. Not that Michigan ever asked it. But I hope Michigan uh, has a better plan and is more, more emotionally in tune with what's happening than they were offensively for this past game. It was a total disappointment. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.